Hey everybody, it's Justin. Welcome to part two of the Mayday Season 3 wrap-up show and Ask Us Anything-ish show. Uh, we'll be answering more of your questions, which were awesome, as always. This is our favorite time of the year, the time when we get to just answer whatever the hell comes to your mind. And trust me, you guys had some interesting things. So, first, a few announcements. We have some interviews coming up that are confirmed. This Friday, we will be interviewing Anne Crabtree, former Handmaid's Tale costume designer. She is nominated this year for her third Emmy. Emmy's coming up here in September. Uh, if you have any questions for Anne, please leave us a voice message on the Anchor Podcast app, or you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and send us the messages there, and ask us whatever you want to ask of her. Uh, we're also excited to interview Anne. She's going to be our third time interviewing her, and uh, that may sound like overkill to you, of interviewing someone a third time, but she is amazing. If you have not heard an interview with her, we'll post some of her old stuff, but she's incredible. We're also confirmed to interview Wendy Holland Martin. She's the Emmy-nominated editor for The Handmaid's Tale and Elizabeth Williams, Emmy-nominated production designer for The Handmaid's Tale, as well as Renee Nault. She is the artist that did The Handmaid's Tale graphic novel, which you would have seen us uh, giving away and promoting here earlier in the season. So we're very excited to talk to all those people, and we will have the opportunity for you to submit questions for us to give to them. So super excited, plus more to come, hopefully. And I'm very excited because last week, spur of the moment, I hopped on Facebook, and I was like, okay, I'm done with Sharp Objects, which, if you haven't watched Sharp Objects on HBO, came out last summer. It is incredible, with a twist that still is messing with my head. I was not okay after, but regardless, I was done with it. Um, I've been watching new shows and movies while I work out, because we converted our room into exercise room in the back, so I've got all kinds of time, and it helps to keep me working out, which is awesome. So, I was looking for a new show, so I came to you all to help me find out what I needed to watch next. And needless to say, I was flooded. I was actually really impressed. This was incredible. Um, one of these things where I just feel like I'm going to throw something out and get a few responses. I got like over, I think like 200 and something comments on this thread. It was insane. With that incredible response, we came up with this uh, idea to have you give me an idea of what I should watch, and I'll pick one. And then I'm going to suggest something you should watch because I watch so much stuff that I just need somebody else to watch it and tell me what they think. So we did that. So uh, I have invested some time into the show Fleabag, which is on Amazon Prime, which if you haven't checked it out, I've already watched the first season. It is fantastic. It is a real easy watch, uh, easy thing to binge if you're a binger. 30-minute episodes, six of them for the first season, super quick, super funny. Uh, my wife is watching it, so I'm kind of watching it for a second time, and it's even funnier now. Now you've got kind of the feel of the show. Uh, so it's definitely one of those that repeat watches are very valuable and very uh, rewarding. Wendy Young was the person who suggested Fleabag to me, one of many. There were several, uh, but she was the first. So uh, thanks to her, and so Wendy has to, has to watch something that I recommended. And I talked to Wendy, and I was making sure I knew what she wanted to watch and didn't want to watch, what kind of things she was into. And so we came down after much negotiation on what Wendy hadn't watched was, was not a lot. Um, came down to the movie Cube, which if you've heard Tiana talk and I talk, that's one of her favorite movies of all time. It's a fantastic movie. Um, 1997 horror sci-fi kind of thing. And uh, uh, we're also going to be watching one thing together. Because in our discussions we realized that I hadn't watched a thing. And she wanted to watch a thing again. So we are watching the 1990 TV movie version of Stephen King's It. That's right. With Tim Curry as Pennywise. I just started it last night. And it's there's so much gloriously good and bad about it that I uh, can't wait to talk about it more. So I look forward to doing that. I look forward to hearing what uh, Wendy Young has thought of the Cube movie and what she thinks of her rewatch of it. 
she seemed very excited to watch it. So more on that in an upcoming podcast. So those are the announcements. More stuff coming. We are actually having a podcast planning meeting this week to kind of go over what we're going to do in uh, October and September. And as many of you saw, we got this big box of cards from uh, one of our listeners who had started making those cards and didn't have time to do that anymore. So she just sent all the extras to us. So we're going to find some cool ways to uh, give all those away along with some other prizes that we have. Super excited to get things going for you. Uh, So without further ado, please enjoy part two of the season three wrap-up show. Bye, guys. Is this it? Mayday. Is it? Yes. Uh, let's see. I'm just going to roll through these. Uh, Sylvia Dylan Shank. I keep, keep I keep seeing on social media that fans are afraid for the fate of June, Janine, Alma, and the other handmaids left behind. I just wonder how anyone would even know who was involved or who left. Why wouldn't Gilead simply assume that they all escaped on the plane? Well, one of them's been shot, so I think that's a bit of a giveaway. Yeah. Also, they are already suspicious of Bradley Whitford, so... It's true. I feel like June at least is a... I don't necessarily An assumed accomplice. <laughs> I don't necessarily disagree with the notion that they could like hide it from people. Like if they really had a place to go where no one was gonna like look for them and say, "Hey, all these people." How escaped. would nobody be looking for them? They're handmaids. I just that's what I'm saying. If there is a place like that in Gilead, which I don't know that there is, you need like the opposite of the Red Center. Correct. We just need somewhere for them to hide. Uh, so the answer to that is I have no idea. Yeah, I'm wondering how they're going to handle it in the beginning of season four. Maybe it will be we've lost so many children now that we're so desperate for fertile women that we're just going to cut off a finger or do something like beat you and then keep you, though, because they were already doing that, though. That's not even an escalation. That's like normal punishment or do something like really harsh, but not death. Right. Yeah. Continue on as handmaids. Because now that they've lost, like, what, a hundred children or something? Yeah. Or, Some you know, now amount. they really feel the squeeze and right. really can't I wonder if they will even notice that they lost a Martha who could give lots of really good information or if they're just going to be like, but the kids. Well, that was the other thing I looked for in the ending scene where they show, like, pan across the plane when Moira first gets on the plane. I was like, it, how many Marthas got out? And with, I, like, I legitimately three? only saw two, yeah. which was okay. Rita and I thought Beth. I thought Beth okay. was one of the ones that got out, but that didn't make any sense to me because she was one of the ones that was chucking rocks at the dude. So that could have just been me not recognizing whoever that actress was. Okay. And just put, I, yeah, I thought there were place. two or three on there, but my assumption was that like not all, um, not all Marthas are in such a well-connected household. Uh, Tracy Tabata wants to know: Will there be a launch event for the Testaments in St. Louis, and are we going? Now, I do not know of any event specific to St. Louis. I do know, that, just for the people that don't know, The Testaments is the upcoming sequel to The Handmaid's Tale that uh, Margaret Atwood has written and is being released on September 10th. I do know that there is a like live uh, theatrical, by theatrical I mean you can go to a movie theater and watch uh, Margaret Atwood, who will be in London, I believe, doing like a live Q&A about the book and everything about that stuff. So uh, if you look, like I know... 
uh, Fandango will probably have it like on one of those special events <laughs> at the big movie theaters you go to, like a one night only kind of deal. I believe it's the night of the yeah. release of the book. Those are fun. I've been to a couple of those Super for NPR cool. things. Yeah. yeah. And I did put out a thing this week of the like, uh, choose your own adventure path for the people that want to know what the fuck we're going to do now that the podcast is over. And, I noticed. Like, and so I was asking, what do you want us to do? And everyone's like, oh, they got this book coming out. You know, there's this book coming out. You guys should do this book. And we're going to like, uh, yes, yeah, I knew we, you had been. Yes, we'll, we will definitely do. We'll definitely do. We'll the, definitely count do. Is like we need to beat the book. Yeah, I, I just well, yeah, really want to get my hands on that or book. The book Justin, is going to happen. You'll be listening to the book? I'll be listening to the book, too. I, I have to admit the it. Book. I cannot do audiobooks. Oh, I've tried. Oh, I'm listening to a book right now, and I'm dying. I can't do it. Too I'm dying for the ending. I can't wait. All right, let's see. Uh, Virginie Florentine. I would love to know the jobs Beth and Rita used to have before Gilead. Ooh. Now, I will say, this falls into a category of interesting questions, which are, it seems like people think we know stuff about the plot. Yeah, we don't know that. We yeah. also would love to know those things. I will give my opinion on what they think is going to happen in the what plot. What do you think Rita did? Uh, it was interesting. Now, I just not that I don't have an opinion on what I thought. I, I have an opinion that I think Rita is like super secret agent lady. But Amanda Bruegel, who also plays her, who has a little insight, said that she always imagined her as a lawyer or someone mm-hmm. that was like super smart corporate mm-hmm. woman. Like highly educated. Right. Highly educated. Head of, giving like, orders. <laughs> like a boss, like either head attorney or head of a company or somebody that was like in charge. Um, cause there was an interesting article that I read about an uh, interview with her just talking about her role in, the, in, uh, in this season and like what she thought about it. And she talked about how she was a little confused about how everything went down for Rita. But I think she was happy the way it ended up so yeah that's kind of that, that's what she said so i always like to go with what they say they're the i ones was playing. like inching towards therapist because she's well, so that's... calm and centered and like perceptive right yeah she's very uh, cool under fire for yeah sure. but there's also an, another interesting thing she mentioned in this was that the kind of evolution of or softening of her and serena's relationship this season which I think was a little more subtle than she thinks it was. Um, but there were like those couple moments where they were very mm-hmm. nice to, to each, each other, other and warm to each other. And she talked about her having a little bit of Stockholm Syndrome. And that it was one of these things oh. that she had to do a lot of research on. Um, so that will be interesting to see how that plays out into her being in Canada. And obviously they're going to want to talk to her about everything that went down with Fred and Serena. So that'll be interesting to see what oh, yeah. her... You know, attitude is if and she's still feeling I those wonder, feelings and her interaction if, with Serena. Like, yeah, I want. Serena. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. I wonder if Serena, how, how Serena will react to seeing her there. Oh man, can you even imagine? <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I mean, if, she, if Serena feels like they're friends, she might be shocked by. I agree. You know, yep. some things that Rita could well, say. Serena's shocked right now. As for it's true. Right. Whoop, whoop. She's had a lot somebody, of shock in her Somebody life in here, I forget. I think it was on Instagram. Somebody was like, "Wait a minute, Fred was smart enough." To know to go to the law library. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was shocking that he was smart enough to put together that she had did something yes. wrong with mm-hmm. Nick and June. Yes, I was so like, I that, that seems was like hilarious. a lot of intuition for Fred. Uh, well, hell hath no fury. Then a woman scorned, but also anyone scorned because yeah. you become crazy smart and intuitive yep. once it becomes the motivation is there to screw someone who screwed That's you. True. Very I, true. I will, I am not vindictive enough for that, oh, I don't think, but I will I take mean, your word for it because your face guessing. looks like you mean it. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, that was a hypothesis so, that I had. In another podcast, we would talk about how much Sarah <laughs> loves The Punisher. But, <laughs> this is true. I forgot about that. But we're Love moving right along here. Uh, so, Lenny Shipman, who had one of the first and best questions of this entire list. <clears throat> and it is, quite simply, 
does Justin love Janine most? Most is important here. <laughs> most because of her red hair. <laughs> Valid question. I was like, now there is somebody who has listened to the podcast. Yes, you have been um, paying attention. Now I will say that no, I do not love her most because of her red hair. And I, maybe subconsciously, but I do not recall ever going, oh, there's a redhead lady. Uh, like Very fair-skinned <laughs> redheaded lady. Yeah. One, because you don't see her hair a ton. In the show, right? Yeah, they're in those because they're in the a lot arms. early on. You did in the yeah. early season, but I, you know, it's been so long that I, I'm more like now. She, now she's more disheveled often, so like sometimes it's yeah. poking out of the bonnet. So no, I would not say that the red hair necessarily played into any favoritism from me. It consciously, it does not. Consciously. Hurt. Yes, consciously for sure. Subconsciously, I'm, I'm definitely probably for sure. Um, but I would say we just loved her character because you know she's, she's for the lack only of, comic great. relief in the show right. at all. Right. She, yeah, she's, good. she's great. I mean, like she does stupid shit, but you still gotta love her because she's she like the cra- for lack well. of the term, she's the crazy one, right? She does the shit that like crazy you would do lovable. if you were there. lovable. Yeah, so she, she goes kind well. of from being this like kooky one to being what we refer to as like uh, kind of like the shining light of everyone. Like the she's the warm the warm light of sunshine in <laughs> the every single moral compass. She is because <laughs> yeah. I mean, every time somebody needs somebody to kind of bring them back to center. And realize that, yes, this all sucks. But if you do this, it's going to make it suck more and make you more like them than you yourself. That She is always that person that they put in that situation, for better or worse, realistically. But uh, that's who she's become. She's become like the, you know, emotional center for the show. I love that. The, the interaction on the hospital episode. Yep. I love that. I thought that mm-hmm. was perfect. I really loved that she like laughed and giggled when she put the soap in the bag. <laughs> a gift. Yay! It's adorable. And she said, "Yay, yay!" Uh, Alicia Hargit. It's either Alicia or Alicia. This is with a Y C I A. So. Oh, challenging. Uh, what will June be doing when season four starts? I'm gonna imagine she's be recovering from a gunshot wound. That's just me. Anybody else? In a Ugh. highly watched. Uh, yeah, probably not with an actual doctor. Yeah, yeah that's that's unless one of those... there's like a handmaid that used to be a doctor. That could be. That's a good point. Or I mean, there is a Martha that we already know was a doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was one of those things that I immediately thought of. Like after this was over, like what's the opening scene for season four? Because there's so many possibilities. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you also, could... wasn't how low down in the abdomen was she shot? Okay, this is another thing that people. Like I don't argue. remember exactly where she was it shot, was, except that it was in her abdomen. It was very like hip, right side of the hip. It's kind of like Serena. Very, very I much like Serena, and everybody that. was like, she got shot. Oh, okay, in the same I'm place sure lots she... of other people thought of this a long time ago. I'm just coming. Yeah, no. But then if this renders her infertile, then we got a problem. Right. There's also lots of people that are wondering if she's pregnant because of the ceremony with Bradley Whitford, and I will say that would be like a thing that would be like just a tad over the line for me. I had one no because he's a, about that. he's a little older dude. So uh, dudes can I know you can parent children I'm not saying for a you long can't. time. You, not you can you sire can't. children to a very that's true, and he's been saving old age. I think he's been saving it up for a while yeah like it's oh. typical it's typical like into 70 <laughs> uh moni paponi that's one of my nice. favorite names ever who died in the final episode now this i don't know that anyone that we know for sure 100 percent died we did see martha get shot which i thought was the sienna the, the guard other. died okay the guard died <laughs> sorry we're very deeply invested <laughs> yeah. in that character sorry. so i was very sad I, fe- I felt like i saw more than one person fall were, in the shooting yeah two but people like, got I, shot i thought it was one I handmaid i haven't rewatched and one, so i'm not sure it was one martha and one handmaid and when i watched it the third time 
when I was trying to figure out who that was, it looked to me like the one was Sienna, which is the other yeah, Martha. Yeah, the second Martha. But then they showed her again, and it didn't seem like she was the one that got oh. shot. So I, and it was also very dark. Not Game of Thrones dark, but dark. <laughs> um, so we couldn't really see. Was that another Game of Thrones dig? I'm sorry. Um, it's just that your season was so terrible. Okay. Uh, did anyone remove the sheets from the trees that led from the airport to the Lawrence's house? You would hope so. Probably question, not, though. But I if the only people remaining are busy carrying... A June by her cloak. No, we did to get help. There was a lot of time, seemingly between. It was dark when she was shot, and it was light when they picked her up. So that's you true. Know, they could have done I some. Ju- I just assumed that they were like hiding in that meantime or something. Oh, uh, maybe I don't know. We don't know. Uh, Haleo Penso. Oh, Haley. Sorry, no O there. Uh, Haley Penso. Have you seen the new Blues Clues theme song? And do you, what do you do? You care about it? Okay. So, now, the reason this was asked is because I like to give examples of things they can ask us, because I feel like sometimes people don't understand that I'm really serious about literally ask us anything. So, I said, example, what's your favorite television theme song? Uh, which we can talk about. But she said, specifically, have you heard the new Blue's Clues theme song? Now, I can't say that I did right before this show started, and it is ridiculous. Is it more is. ridiculous than children's shows theme songs normally are? Yes. Right. Well, compared to the old, especially compared to the old Blue's Clues theme song. I don't song, know what any Blue's okay. Clues theme song it is, sounds like. It starts off as a thing and then goes into like this weird poppy, hip hoppy. Ah, like it changes genres midway yeah, through. It's like I don't crazy. like it when Ooh, I don't weird. like that. It's crazy. It now there's no like, there's no like, uh, like dubstep situation going on <laughs> or anything like that. But it is it's definitely, it definitely shifts and it's very strange. So I d- can't say that I care for it or that mm-hmm. I care about it. But that it was definitely not was what I was expecting from Blue's Clues. Uh, let's see. Has there been any news about season four? Uh, none that I've read. I've seen a couple of articles the, about pe- the cast that are, they've talked about season four. But I don't think anybody's going to give you any information that's really real at this sure. point in time. Uh, Chloe Wells, what do you think, hope, <laughs> Commander Lawrence will get up to next season? I love that. What do you think he's going to get up to? I hope he survives to next season. That's true. That's my main hope for him is that he is still alive. Sarah, any thoughts? I hope that somehow he retains power and gets to start making decisions. I don't see that happening, considering everything that's going Maybe on. Maybe he can spin it, though, because as far as many people just found out, like, he is he is the kind of last man standing. Yeah. Not, not literally last, right. but, yeah. you know, I mean, after... As far as leadership goes. Yeah, after... Maybe he can pretend... Christopher that. Maloney's character, whose name I always forget, died, and Fred got <laughs> yes. captured. CSI. Yeah, that guy. Um... Well, that yeah. or he could fake a hostage situation so he could like tie himself Ooh, up. You think he's good enough to do mm, that? I don't know. But then, like, fake like he. But then June's gonna get in trouble if he does that. Yeah, but then if he can make decisions, if he's kind of a bigwig now because the other one's falling, then maybe he can save her or something. Like I say that. you blame it on Winslow and pretend like he went rogue and helped everybody escape because they. Would anybody buy that? I don't know. He seems he's missing. Fairly heartless. Yeah. Maybe it was all for show. Uh, let's see. Andrea Johnson Barnett. Do we think that the baby Rita was holding on the plane was of Matthew's baby? I don't think so. Only because the prior episode, they were talking about how it was still in the hospital and only weighed three pounds. And that did not look like a three pound baby that she was holding. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that mention. And also, she said that that was the one that Rita said she killed the people. Also, like, taking a preview on an unheated plane ride to Canada in cold weather it sounds like a no, real bad idea I'm and that was a really no. chubby baby that was like it looked like a six month right did not I mean, look like, like a small dirty. tiny baby 
Sturdy baby. Uh, which commander and wife did a Martha kill to get the child out? We don't really know. Yeah, they just I hope said we that find out. Would. That's that would really be interesting. Awesome. I'd love to know. All right, so now. I think it was the Putnams. Right, oh, cross your fingers. Right oh, before no. I left from work I today. I like Lady Putnam, though. I put oh. the call out for non-Handmaid's Tale-related questions, uh, which we've done a couple of. But let's see what the people are asking us. This is live and happening. Okay, because we talked about it earlier, I'm just going to skip straight to the milk question. <laughs> oh, gosh. Here we go, kids. <clears throat> the following segment contains a lot of innuendo. Uh, so, Glenn Kazmierski would like to know, please wait to the end of the question, dairy milk, almond milk, coconut milk, or oat milk, and why? No soy milk? No soy milk. Huh. Not an option. Okay, it depends. The nut milk that I make at home is technically not just almond. It also has hazelnuts in it. So it's actually three-quarter hazelnut, one-quarter almond. Oh, big fan. Which is super delicious. So that is my all-time favorite simply because that's what I make and that's what I love. It's a bit pricey because nuts are really expensive. Mm -hmm. I do like a coconut almond mix. So I like almond mixes, but I think that means that I like almond the most because I don't, I rarely do like straight coconut milk or straight oat milk. I've made my own oat milk. I didn't prefer it. So, you are the biggest millennial I've ever met. Oh my god! This is the part where you <laughs> whoa non-sexually straddle to the, uh, oh the millennial, millennial side. side. So oh, yeah. so, but you have to tell the people what the bag is called. Tell it's, them about okay. the bag. <laughs> so if you'd like to make your own nut milk at home on Amazon, you can get something called the nut milk bag. That's exactly what it's called, and that's exactly what it is. It is. Not quite as finely strained as like a cheesecloth, um, but in the vein of that. And so you mix all your nut I'm milk sorry. ingredients. You cannot use the word vein and nut milk bag <laughs> in the same segment. I'm sorry. And then Please start again. You blend up your, you know, your nut mix, whatever that is for you. Oh, yes. I know. I know. It's just Power getting through. worse. I, 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 this is how it goes. And then um, I've done this before. I've explained this to people before, clearly. And you mix it all up, you know, like water, almonds, uh, like vanilla and um, hazelnuts, maple syrup or something. Yeah. And hazelnuts or something like that. And then you blend it all up in a blender. And then the way you extract the milk is through a strainer bag called a nut milk bag. And that is how you get your nut milk. That's how, that's how you had to know that only people that wouldn't laugh at the nut milk bag were the people that made the nut milk bag. Because otherwise, there had to be a way longer marketing meeting about what we're going to call this. <laughs> it took them like 10 years to make it because they couldn't make it through meetings. No. Uh, yes, that is how you do it. Tiana, preference on the milk? Uh, I just drink cow's milk, guys. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't give that much thought to it, That's honestly. You I just to. I drink skim cow milk. All right. Uh, I'm a usually uh, if I could like have my druthers, I would do just regular milk. Mm. Um, I'm lact- lactose intolerant house, but we get lactate milk, which is fine, and we yeah. drink that. Uh, I have discovered the oat milk. I did a little research on uh, what's the good non-dairy milk to do, and so I found an article that kind of rated it by, hey, this is the one that's most texture-wise creaminess-like mm-hmm. regular milk, and, and also nutritious. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Um, because essentially what the oat milk is is like you soak the oats and then it's the water that essentially strains through the oats. So, Uh, but it's good. It's really good. Like it's one that like almond milk. You know, it's whatever. It's not one of those that like, oh, I could drink a cup of almond milk unless you're like really committed to the cause. Right. Um, But when you make your own, it's much better, and you can. Right. I see what you're saying. Yes. If you 
Oh, my son dessert, likes soy milk. milk. Yeah, soy yeah, he drink, he drinks soy milk at my mom's soy, house. Soy milk. The only time I had soy milk, I had a what I'm going to assume is a non-soy allergic reaction. It had to be to something else. I had an anaphylactic shock when I what yep. what long story. That's the one where I drove myself to the hospital going 120 down the highway. The um, nurse was very. Did you put your flashers on and just yes pedal to the metal? I did. Wow. Uh, I like soy creamer. Oh, interesting. Um, I have done the coconut. The coconut does taste like coconut, which is the problem with generally coconut things. They do. It does have the yeah. creamy texture, but it does very ho- coconut heavy flavor. That's why I do the mixes because I get a little coconutted out. Right. Real quick. Yeah. Uh, hmm, that was really random. Mm. All right. Favorite comfort food. Before or after I couldn't have gluten. Before. Let's do before. And right. after. Fried Both. chicken. Fried chicken. Fried chicken. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's yeah, a good one. Definitely. Sarah. That's a good one. Whew. No flax brownies, for God's sake. Uh, Say something black real. Black bean brownies. No. Um. I, although I do love black bean brownies and I make them often. But uh, I know. I know. And chickpea blondies. Like, get hip, guys. I know. I'm the only millennial in the room. They're both shaking their heads at me if you want to know what's happening right now. Um, <laughs> slash like making obvious. disgusting faces. <laughs> <laughs> now, the black bean brownies we've had, actually, they're not bad. They aren't. Are, are they still brownies? Technically speaking, yes. Do you... Does your mouth say they're still brownies? Uh, mostly, yes. Okay. <laughs> 80% still brownies. <clears throat> All right. Anyway, um, boneless buffalo wings. Okay. Oh. Is, let's talk about this for a second. Is or it really a buffalo full. wing? Okay, or, like chicken nuggets it's like and a, buffalo It's not sauce. a wing. giant chicken nugget, right? Yeah, yeah or, it is. Or wings, like okay. bone in, just buffalo yeah. wings. Wings uh, are not enough food. I, that is the thing I constantly, <laughs> I'm not that patient. I need more food in a faster vehicle to my stomach. I do understand yes. what you're talking about. Uh, I'm a big pizza guy. Mm, yeah. I'm a big fan of pizza. But also, like, if I had to pick a type of food, breakfast food is my favorite food. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's Pan- 100%. Breakfast food and, like, really starchy things are Pancakes my, are like, kind of go-tos when i like, now that I can't have gluten because there's pancakes. still a lot of good options. I eat pancakes. a lot of, like, potatoes and pasta cinnamon rolls and let's do an easy one because there are a couple on here that we could have five hour conversations about which we don't want to do um do you guys drink while watching the show or while doing the podcast we do today (laughs) today we do i often drink while watching the show you do yes okay i never drink it's in my like allotted hour to myself in the evening yes i often have a drink i understand I'm not blaming you at all. No, no we, we do not normally drink during the podcast either. Mm-mm. When we used to per, like do three episodes in a night or two oh, episodes. Oh, yeah. Those were pretty much always drinking. Yeah. Those, we yeah, we yeah, had yeah, to, yeah. to sure. get through. It was a Friday night usually, typically, when we did that as well, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we just drank more when we recorded at my house because we happened to, the place where we recorded the music room was right around the corner from our beer fridge yes. in the basement. That's very true. So it was just proximity. Like, so handy. It was more work to go get water from upstairs than it was to go Agreed. get a beer. Yeah, and it was typically uh, like one beer. It wasn't like yeah, we weren't. Oh yeah, doing, we're we never were like drunk recording. <laughs> never. Definitely do not want us to drunk recording. <laughs> it would not go. I feel like drunk history. Listen, it would be podcast. awesome, but not in the way that you'd think it would be. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Did Beth or another Martha get shot or injured? I did not see Beth get shot, but I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Like I said, it was yeah, semi, same. It was just so hard to tell. Justin was the one who watched it the most times, so yeah. I would trust his opinion on that one. Yeah, and that was one, like, again, there were a few scenes, like the plane scene, trying to figure out where their boys and who the hell got shot, because I felt, felt like people were going to be like, who got shot? I was like, I still honestly don't know. Not sure. Yeah. I don't know if it was like, you know, 
Martha number three, if you watch the credits, or like, you or know, if it was really know. somebody yeah. we know. It didn't seem like it, but that's... Uh, somebody just said, I wanted to thank you for the sound quality in the finale episode. I could finally hear Justin clearly. So we had had a, and this broke my brain that day, um, because I'm normally accused of being too loud. Um, yeah, so it was the opposite of what we used I, to get. I overcompensated a little, apparently, right before we started recording. And so, like, I sounded like I was on the other side of the room. And usually, you know, I've got, like, a no-edit policy this season. And so I started listening to it, and I was like, oh, God. So then I had to, like, do some massaging of the sound and, like, try and bring me up to the same level as everybody else. It was a nightmare, so I apologize. That is not usually a thing we like to have happen on our show. Um, so, there was a lot of questions about Nick and where we think Nick is and what's going to happen with Nick. I, don't... I think he's on the Snowpiercer train. Oh, man, I hope so. I, hope I do so. kind of want to learn more about that train situation. Like, I agree. Where is it going? Where are those people? Who are you people? Um, so... Another thing that people are wanting to know is what we're going to do next. And so I put out, you know, hey, what do you want us to do next? And of course, like we talked about, everybody wants to cover the testaments. Of course. Yes, of course, everyone's we will cover very the testaments. Excited excited Don't the worry. Testaments. So, uh, uh, what what else do people want us to do? So this is, this is some interesting things. Um, everything from say somebody wanted us to cover all the Margaret Atwood things, just all of yeah, them. Yeah, I saw mm. that one. That's <laughs> She's a, lot. a pretty prolific author. I don't. Uh, someone said, can you do a podcast episode on the movie or the play? Now, I would say that I think it would make for an interesting thing for us to watch the movie and then do a podcast, right? For I movie. would watch the movie with you guys, but like, I'm not going to spend my Same. very little allotted <laughs> personal time with no children in the room to watch that movie that I know to be pretty terrible. I've heard varieties of I have not watched the it. whole thing. I've watched part of it. And I've never seen it. The part I, mean, I've I seen saw clips was of it. highly disappointing yeah. from loving the book so much. Yeah. I echo Tiana. Yeah. So, uh, you know. I, I would watch it with you guys I right. feel like, for a podcast right. purpose. Right. I feel like it's a thing we should do, like a Mystery Science Theater 3000, like, accompanying uh, track that people could play with yeah, the I movie, mean, mm -hmm. where we just, like, make fun of it the whole time. We're... We recorded live when we were watching the scary movies, didn't we? No, we recorded after we watched the scary movies. Oh, okay. Which I was is also thinking maybe something... you were recording during. No, we. I really wish we would have because you would have gotten some very interesting material like us going, how the fuck is Hitcher a good movie? Yeah. Um, <laughs> P.S. Rutger Hauer's dead. Yeah. Sad. Sad. R.I.P. Uh, Rutger Hauer. No. Um, so that was a, that's a thing I hope we get to do again. Um, Tiana, <laughs> Tiana laments the fact that she can never watch scary movies. I know. And so last year we did. I have to watch them by myself, like, like wait for a day that Todd has golf <laughs> and Luca is spending the night at a grandparents. So I have like a couple of hours by myself yep. to. Yeah. So last year we like, I said, okay, let's do a scary movie night. And we were supposed to have like a whole thing. And then uh, Sarah couldn't come. And so then it was just me and Tiana and we watched uh, The Witch and, mm, good. and Hitcher. Because I was like, I need to find something that we like. But we had the stipulation. Yeah, we had audience uh, tell us what to watch. Yeah, we, yeah, the stipulation was that we the only ones we could watch is the ones that we both had not seen, and so neither of us had seen The Witch, which was awesome, and neither of us had seen The Hitcher. And I wanted The Hitcher just because it was so like left field from anything that I thought we were gonna get, and was so like people were. It like, was really weird to watch it right after The Witch because they're yeah. so radically so different. different. So I mean, different. it would be really challenging to find two more different movies yes. that are ostensibly in the same genre. But only one of those movies has, uh, I believe, Elizabeth Shue getting I, yeah, torn in half by Elizabeth two Shue. trucks. Yeah. That was a thing where me and Tiana were watching and we're like, that's not going to happen. Right. They're going to like intervene 
And they didn't. Any and they, any moment now. And they yeah, didn't show it. So, you know, it was like 1980s yeah, something. It wasn't that kind of movie. Um, yeah, Saw hadn't happened yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It mm. wasn't like a gore porn kind of movie. But it was like, oh, oh, they really did do that. Oh, okay. And uh, we were just, it was also one of those movies that now it's like one of those that I like to fall in the category of movies that could be solved if we had a cell phone. Yes, definitely. <laughs> movies that don't happen definitely. if cell phones exist. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, we, I don't know what else we're going to do. We are going to look at some interviews. I've been working on that. Uh, we have a potential interview coming up with someone that we've already interviewed a couple times that someone asked us to interview today that I commented for Tiana on, um, which I was not expecting at all, but that uh, Miss Ann Crabtree is nominated again for uh, Emmy this season because of the way the timing was. The weird was timing the, yeah. for, for season two. So that's awesome. That's great. So we're working on that. Um, and a couple other, there were some people. We're, 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 getting, we're getting there. Someday she will be my real friend. She will. She's, She's awesome. going to keep interviewing best. her. Yep. Um, so we're working on that and also um, some other the other um, like editors and sound people and uh, we need those to type get of people and out we do need to get and out Sarah we uh-huh. do we need to get and out yep it's been enough time since the first time we interviewed her <clears throat> that uh, we could do it again I'll press record. I'm really time. bummed I missed that interview since I will never be she able was to amazing. listen to it so good. later. She was, <laughs> she was absolutely incredible. Yeah. All right. Let's run down some of these Stupid questions meetings. here. <laughs> Stupid real job getting in the way of stuff. All right. Uh, guilty pleasure TV show. I already know Justin's song. Anybody got to get... Now, Tiana doesn't have time for a guilty pleasure TV show. Um, oh, there's one that Todd and I watched that's kind of like, I mean, I'm not like ashamed of anything that I watch or listen to or I consume am. generally. Yeah. But like, I know it's one that like people would make fun of me right. for. We watch, um, what is the name of it? The new, the Archie show? Oh, Riverdale. Netflix? Yeah, Riverdale. Yeah. Which I don't, I don't think that falls in the category of necessarily like. Everybody does pleasure. this. Everybody it's not like does when... this with guilty pleasure shit. They go. Oh, this, and it's not that bad. Right. I don't and then think I, I say my guilty pleasure one. thing, and everyone's like, oh my God. It's not when Rhea told me. Rhea, who, former co host of the show, who has three degrees, mm-hmm. right? PhD, master's, and yeah, uh, that she watched Sister Wives. And I was like, what are you even doing with your life? She's fascinated with religion, <laughs> yes. as yeah, she true. should be. She's it really is into theology, generally. Yes. All right. I'm going to tell How you guys. How she wound up as an English teacher when she's oh, that is. interested in theological studies still kind of makes me go, but really? Yep. Yeah. No, she she was she's certified in social studies, too, yep. and she did a lot of sociology, and it mm-hmm. makes sense kind of. Anyway. So, Sarah, um, what do you got? What do you got? Come on. Because I take this question seriously. Real housewives. You know, you know uh, I'm going to tell the truth. I do. Okay. I haven't watched it in a while. Well, well a couple months ago, but... I, I, it's only when I really can't sleep. And I mean, like, crazy, not going to sleep at all. I watch my 600 pound life and I do not know what hoarders. Oh, oh, I know what hoarders so, is. Though. So, my 600 pound life. I think life, I've seen hoarders before. Yeah. Yeah. It's much, it's a lot like hoarders. I mostly wind up like fearing for the, the, the physical yes. structure. It, of the houses. Like, is it going to come crashing down on everybody at any moment? So, they so both explain make, my 600-pound life. They both make me very sad. So that I'm, puts you to sleep? No. 
Because uh, oh, okay. I've accepted at this the point. The goal is not to get to sleep with those. No. It's just my, something I've accepted at this point that oh, sleeping okay. is not going to happen. Yes. Gotcha. And then I'm going to just fully That's good. I'm go glad you don't go to depths. sleep sad. <laughs> no. I'm going to go into the weirdest places of my brain at this point. Something you don't have to think about necessarily. Yes. Um, so, okay. I really am interested in the topic of shame. So I've read all of Brene Brown's work. I was going to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been all over her forever. I love her. She's the best. Her interview with Dax Shepard actually is so good. They have great chemistry. She's such a neat lady. Anyway, so a lot of the large-scale mental disorders that we have are based and rooted in shame. So hoarders in my 600-pound life, oftentimes when people compulsively collect things or eat things, it is based in some type of shameful event from their childhood, which I find very fascinating. There's this book called So You've Been Publicly Shamed by, uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name right now. He's very super interesting. But anyway, he goes into like the depths of psych wards and he talks to the people who are like considered the most uh, out of reach, out of touch, uh, unable to control, like straight jacket situations. John Ronson. John Ronson. I knew Not Ron a... Johnson. No, no, no. <laughs> John, really J-O-N, Ronson, R-O-N-S-O-N. John Ronson. It sounds like a pseudonym. So he talks about these interviews that he's done in these psychiatric wards, and once he can finally get to the core of why they act the way they do, why they murdered all those people, or why they did all that stuff, it's usually deeply rooted in some sort of shaming event deeply shaming event from their childhood. Well, you could like, say the same for all the research into serial killers. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm fascinated by all of that stuff, just this, for the same reason that serial killers fascinate all of us and why we watch, you know, the Ted Bundy tapes and all that sort of stuff. So hoarders and my six... That. Oh, neither, and same here. So hoarders and my 600-pound life are much like that. So you watch the episode and you're like, oh, this person keeps all this stuff. Oh, why are they doing that? Oh, it's stacked up newspapers. Like, why would anybody keep that? Why do they have eight microwaves? You know, or this person like, why does she keep eating? Like, what's wrong? Um, she's killing herself. Like, she's, you know, going to die. She can't walk. It, and then they finally get to whatever event it was. Usually it's like molestation or uh, like they were beaten or whatever. But anyway, so that took a dark turn. But that is my guilty pleasure show. I watch it. Well, that's and guilty. You like yes. to watch other like people's literally. trauma. I do, and it's sad, but it's fascinating. I can't. I can't. All right, that wraps it up for part two of our wrap-up show and AMA-ish edition of things. Uh, tune in next week for part three, the final installment of the season three wrap-up and ask us anything-ish show. Plus more. Interview with Ann Crabtree coming up. Interviews with more people coming up. So much stuff. Stay around.